Hello, my friend. This is Clyde. The birds and the bees. 1 Corinthians 6 from verse 12 through to verse 20 says, I have the right to do anything, you say, but not everything is beneficial. I have the right to do anything, but I will not be mastered by anything. You say, food for the stomach and the stomach for food, and God will destroy them both. The body, however, is not meant for sexual immorality, but for the Lord, and the Lord for the body. By his power, God raised the Lord from the dead, and he will raise us also. Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ himself? Shall I then take the members of Christ and unite them with a prostitute? Never. Do you not know that he who unites himself with a prostitute is one with her in body? For it is said, the two will become one flesh. But whoever is united with the Lord is one with him in spirit. Flee from sexual immorality. All other sins a person commits are outside the body. But whoever sins sexually sins against their own body. Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You're not your own. You were bought with at a price. Therefore, Honor God with your bodies. Just about now you're sitting up and wondering, is he going to talk about sex? I hope it is okay with you because it is okay with God. Let us identify our permission. We have just read a chunk of a Bible passage that speaks about sex. I did not see any warning that this section of the Bible should be read privately. In fact, it is part of an open letter that was first read in a church meeting. So yes, we are going to talk about sex. In fact, let me revisit the text and pick one piece that I want us to focus on. Flee from sexual immorality. The Bible defines sexual immorality as all sexual activity outside of marriage between one man and his spouse. It is a abundantly clear that God created sex to be done in marriage. Over the years, Satan has taken sex like everything else that God has created and desecrated it, and we have got so accustomed to the versions of sex without realizing that the biblical definition has not changed. The writer makes a strong statement on sex outside of marriage. Do not do it. Why is God so strict? Can't a guy and his fiancée, for example, have sex since they are in a committed relationship? (laughs) They are not yet married. He says that your body belongs to the Lord, and so you do not have permission to have sex with anyone outside of marriage. And why is that so? One little statement. The two shall become one flesh. Where else have we seen that line? In Genesis 2 and verse 24, For this reason a man shall leave his father and his mother and shall be joined to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. It is that fundamental, my friend. Sex belongs in marriage because God intends for the husband to become one flesh with his wife only. In other words, each time you have sex outside of marriage, whether before or during the marriage, you are becoming one flesh with as many persons as you've had sex with. And God says, it's wrong. So here is something to think about. Many persons think that the Bible has gone 
overboard with the sex principle and that God doesn't quite understand. Truth be told, the person who is having sex before marriage is not thinking that he's becoming one flesh with this girl on prom night or with this guy I met in college the first week of my freshman year or my neighbor who is willing to have sex with me. Certainly not. They are simply having fun. They're simply enjoying one of the most pleasurable features of human interaction. After all, we're careful not to get pregnant or get infected with an STD. It is a simple activity between two consenting persons. But we come back to the statement, the two shall become one flesh. What makes it wrong is the simple violation of the framework of sex. It is meant for marriage. If we understand that, then we realize that God is actually on your side and not against you. God is preserving you against this violation by stating that sex belongs in marriage. He wants when you get married that you would not have become one flesh with other persons. And the same is true for your bride. That is what is meant by the consummation of the union. The first time is after we are married. He wants the bride and the groom to come into the marriage without sexual weight. What a gracious God. What a God of order and moral principles. He really has been on your side the whole time when he wanted you to wait to have sex with the person you are married to, not the person you intend to marry. Think of the many persons one slept with before the wedding day. Uh Uh-oh, what a horrible thought. So what should we do? It is important for us to agree that we live by the principles of the Bible and sex is no exception. We aim to please God by avoiding all other sins and sex has to be included. Remember that my body belongs to God. The challenge is to embrace the truth about sex and teach it to our children, teach it openly in church services, teach it whenever we get a chance. The birds and the bees want to stay out of this conversation, my friends. Simply teach what the Bible says. In teaching about sex, we anchor our talk on that God statement, the two shall become one flesh. Oh, one other thing. God forgives and wipes the slate clean if you had engaged in sex outside of marriage and you confess. And he is clear. Go and sin no more. 